You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 328, the solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. So this is a topic, episode 328, that I love to talk about. And I talk about this pretty regularly on the Daily Dose of Inspiration email. If you are not signed up for the Daily Dose of Inspiration, please go to tinyurl.com forward slash kvdailydose. That is tinyurl.com forward slash kvdailydose and sign up for the Daily Dose of Inspiration. Most days I send out a Daily Dose email that is inspirational and motivational. Oftentimes it's a, a kick in the butt to say, hey, get it together. Usually I'm talking to myself, by the way. Usually I'm like having a get it together talk with myself that I just share with everybody who subscribes to my email list. So oftentimes it's the the kick in the butt that I'm giving myself that I'm sharing with all of you because I think we all need to have get it together talks with ourselves. And this is one of the get it together talks that I have a lot with myself. I also have with my coaching clients, but I also want to have on the She Runs a Show podcast, because oftentimes, and again, She Runs a Show is a podcast that was created for women entrepreneurs to give them the mindset shifts they need to have both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive, businesses that thrive and relationships that rock. As women entrepreneurs, we deserve to live in a both and world, not an either or, a both and world. And so the goal of this podcast is to help women entrepreneurs look at their lives differently. So they're not thinking, you know, if I create this, then I can't have that. They're looking at it as how can I have both and, right? We don't have to live in an either or world. We can have a both and. So that is the point of the podcast. But in this episode, let's, let's dive into this question of, and again, we're in the living courageously series. The question is how long will you stay? in a life that feels stuck. Just sit with that for a second, right? Because we all find ourselves stuck in, in parts of our lives at different junctures and different points. But I have often had to coach people around this topic and coach myself, by the way. And I've had coaches coach me on this as well. So I'm not speaking about this like I have this all figured out or like I, you know, I am never stuck. Oh yes, even as a coach, I am stuck in in a number of areas at any given time and I am constantly asking myself the question that we're going to talk about in this episode and it's how long will you stay stuck in a how long will you stay in a life that feels stuck? Let me get the question right. How long will you stay in a life that feels stuck? Here's the thing I want people to understand, and this is the this is the point that I try to bring home to myself whenever I'm facing situations where I feel like I have been in a rut for too long. There must be a payoff in the rut because if I'm in it too long, clearly there's a payoff because I'm still in it, right? The thing that I try to remind myself is there is some payoff in me feeling stuck that keeps me feeling stuck because if there wasn't a massive payoff in me doing it, I wouldn't still be stuck. So this is why we ask ourselves the question, how long will you stay in a life that feels stuck? Because here's the quote that I absolutely love. And it, and I use it as a reminder to myself whenever I find myself in a stuck spot in my life. Here's the quote. I don't know who said this, but it's powerful. 
Growth is painful. Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. Let me go there and let me say the quote again. Growth is painful. Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. Nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. But here's the thing that gets us twisted, right? Because we're going to be real about this. Very often when we've stayed stuck in something long enough, the thing that used to be very painful because we were clearly aware at the beginning of the stuckness that we were stuck, we start to go numb to the pain. Like after a while of being stuck in certain situations, whether it's a dead end job or relationship that sucks or a family dynamic that is super toxic, but you still go to all the family events. After a while, you get used to it. After a while, the pain isn't that painful. You start to find ways to escape the pain, to numb the pain, to just, just live with the pain, right? Because at the end of the day, you aren't ready to do something about it. So you start to rationalize the existence of the pain in your life. And then once you start to do that, you, after a while, you even forget that the pain is there because it's just like, you know, it's like the watch you put on every morning. Do people think about the watch that's on their arm? Not really. You know, they put it on and then they're like, or they sleep with it. And that's even worse. You're just like, oh yeah, it's on me. Or a ring, it's on me. That's how being stuck starts to feel the longer you're in it. And so we have to find ways to reawaken the issue of being stuck and how much it's actually costing us and reinvigorate the pain so we can once again really feel how painful it is. So we can start to ask ourselves questions like, how long will I stay stuck in a, how long will I stay in a life that feels stuck? How long will I continue to be stuck in this situation? How long will I allow my life to be stuck here? How long will I let this situation keep me in a life I don't want? How long will I stay in a life that feels stuck? See, once you start to ask yourself those kinds of questions, the pain starts to be felt now. Now you start to go, ooh, I forgot that that I was really in quicksand on this one. Ooh, I forgot that I'm not able to do any of the things that I really want to do. Ooh, I forgot that so long as I'm stuck here, I can't get over there and over there and over there. See, now once you reawaken the pain of being stuck, now that you start to live the fact that nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong, now you're in a position to do something about it. And so what do you do when you're now feeling the pain of being stuck and you feel it enough that you're ready to do something about it. Let me give you five tips to change a life you feel stuck in. Tip number one, get crystal clear on what you want, how you want to feel, and what will be required to get there. Period. Drop the mic. Get crisp. When I say crystal clear, I mean, if you have to journal and script the life that you want and put in all the details, what kind of plates you eat off of in the morning, uh, the balcony that you go out to, what your yard looks like, what car you drive, who you're with, like whatever level of specificity you need to get crystal clear on what you want and how you want to feel more importantly. When I wake up in the morning, I want to feel 
Loved, nurtured, held, empowered, strong, confident, uh, invigorated, passion Everybody's different with how they want to feel in their lives. How do you want to feel in your life? And so then you take the, I know what I want. You match it and align it with the, how I want to feel in my life on a consistent basis. And now you need to write out, okay, what's going to be required for me to get there? What do I have to do to get there? And you write a list and you can start the list in no particular order. And then after you write all the things that you think, because it will end up being different at the end of the day. So once you've written out all the things you think will be required in order to get there, then you put it in order of sequence and priority. So tip number one to change a life you feel stuck in is get crystal clear on what you want, how you want to feel, and what will be required to get there. Tip number two to change a life you feel stuck in, stop accepting what is unacceptable. This is the hard one, right? Because a lot of us were raised to believe that when somebody says, how are you? First of all, and I'm an East Coaster, so I'm from New England, and um, East Coasters, most of the time, you know, they're not... (laughs) Southerners are very, very nice in my personal experience because I've lived in the South before. But East Coasters, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut specifically, when they ask you how how you how you're doing, I don't know that they really want to know, right? Like it's a formality. It's a thing that they say in New York City as they're like rushing, power walking down the street, but they don't even stop to really get the answer to that. So we for many of us, we have been raised in environments where People say, how are you? But really the answer they're expecting is, I'm good. I'm fine. It's all right. It's going well. But nothing beyond that. Like no deep dive. You know, if you've ever had a conversation with somebody where you've said, so how are you? And the person really, truly answered it, like realistically, and then they start spilling their guts out to you. Lots of people are taken aback by that. But I'm a firm believer. Don't ask a question you don't want the answer to, right? So, so even though I was raised on the East coast and even though I'm very much an East coast person in mentality as a coach, um, and as a future therapist, when I do ask people, how are you? I actually want to know the answer. If I typically, and I'm just going to put my messiness on blast. Typically, if I actually don't want to know how somebody's doing, when I send them a message, I typically will say, instead of asking the question, how are you? I'll typically say, I hope your day's going well right? Like, I hope all is well in your world. I will not ask the question, how are you? So, um, but if I ask somebody, how are you? Whether I'm in Starbucks or Walmart or how's your day going? I ask a cashier. I really wait for their full response. And I ask follow-up questions because I actually am really wanting to know how are they? So another tip, that can change a life you feel stuck in is stop accepting what is unacceptable. Stop saying things like, yeah, it's good. We're all fine. Everything's good. All is well. Stop making acceptable what is unacceptable. And that doesn't mean you spill your life issues to every person who asks you how you are. It means you stop lying to yourself about the things that are unacceptable in your life. If it is unacceptable that you're carrying 50 pounds of extra weight, tell yourself the truth about that and then do something to change that. If it is unacceptable that you're not in a career field that brings you joy and fulfills you, 
tell yourself the truth about that and create an exit plan from that career or that job. If it is unacceptable to you that your business is on a certain revenue level and you need it to be on a whole other revenue level, stop lying to yourself about where your business is at. Stop saying, well, this is okay. This is good for now. I'm doing better than I was last year. No, tell yourself the truth. And then figure out what you're going to do to get to the level that to you, for you in your life is acceptable. Stop accepting what is unacceptable. Stop telling yourself everything's fine when it's not. That's the second tip to change a life you feel stuck in. The third tip, tip number three, to change a life you feel stuck in. You've got to create a transformation plan. I am not a huge fan of people who spend all their time planning and very little time uh, taking action, which is why I'm a coach, by the way, Um, because I like to coach people through the designing action part to the actual taking of DMA, what I like to call in my books, daily massive action. Take DMA every single day, get it done, right? That uh, very high execute in my mentality. So you will never hear me say, let's just spend five weeks planning. I'm like, it should take a weekend to create a life transformation plan, a weekend, Friday to Sunday. And on Monday, we should be taking daily massive action. And I, and I live my life that way. Now, you know, um, there are certain things that take a little more planning than a weekend. And those things tend to frustrate me. So when I need to be in planning mode longer than a weekend, then I am frustrated, but I still do the planning. But what I see most people do is they spend more time planning than taking action, which is why their plans never come to fruition. So the third thing you can do to change a life you feel stuck in is give yourself a good weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as much of those days as you can, creating a transformation plan for the one element that you feel is the most important element to change. Let me say this. If you haven't read Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, please go get it, read it, take it in, live it. I am not saying create a transformation plan for every single area of your life. It will be, that will be overwhelming. Um, that will be too much. And then you'll get into analysis paralysis and then you won't take any action. I'm saying pick the one thing right now that is irking you the most in your life. The one place right now where you feel the most stuck and the one place where you are willing to take daily massive action to change and develop a transformation plan for that one thing. Then tackle that one thing, handle that one thing, go to the next thing. So tip number three for one area of your life, create a transformation plan. That is one way you can change a life you feel stuck in. Tip number four for changing a life you feel stuck in, follow through on your plan. Simpler, easier said than done. Follow through on the plan. Again, spend Friday through Sunday creating the plan. Monday, action, DMA, daily massive action. Tip number four, follow through on your plan. Tip number five on changing a life you feel stuck in. And this is something I want you to do moment by moment, pretty much every single day. Once you start taking daily massive action on the plan, remind yourself that you can do hard things. I wrote a book called, uh, you can do hard things because I, I, I wanted to remind my readers that, um, we should not be shocked or surprised or blindsided by the hard things of life, that the nature of why we came was so we could show ourselves that we could do hard things, so that we could do hard things and we could achieve hard things, so that we would prepare ourselves for the next hard thing, because there will always be a next hard thing. 
And it's interesting that in life, so many people spend years crying and wailing and moaning about how hard their lives have been. Join the club, my friend. Like it is being human is rough. Being human is challenging and it is also exhilarating and it is also an adventure and it's also super painful and it involves a lot of sacrifice and a lot of loss and a lot of grief and a lot of hurt. But you know what? It also involves a lot of joy and a lot of love and a lot of passion and a lot of desire and a lot of happiness and a lot of playfulness and a lot of creativity. See, it's both and. It's both and. So it's going to be hard because it's both and. So let's not act like life was supposed to be easy because it wasn't. Let's not act like the goal is to make it easy because it's not. We can do hard things. So as you're working your transformation plan, I want you reminding yourself constantly, I can do hard things. This is really, really hard. This feels really, really hard. Some people have it way easier than I do. Okay, fine. I can do hard things. Prime example in my own life, it has never been easy, nor will it ever be easy for me to lose weight and stay fit, period. And I spent a lot of years moaning and groaning, teenage to, to 20s, moaning and groaning about why is this hard for me? Why is this not easy? Why do some people get to eat whatever they want and they get to look the way they look? And all? well, at the end of the day, now that I'm in my 40s, I'm like, no, we all get to this point. So whatever. Um, But I also go, no, like, it doesn't matter why at the end of the day that some people are real thin and they can eat what they want. And I'm not, it doesn't matter at the end of the day that it took me two hours of, of hard working out six days a week to get the body that I wanted. And it was super hard to keep. It doesn't matter that now in my forties, I cannot do the two hours, six days a week of hit because it works against my hormones and against my fertility. And I have to now do it totally differently. And I have no idea what that's going to look like. Like none of that matters. You know what matters? What matters is I can do hard things. What matters is I can find my way to my best body. What matters is that even in my forties, I can figure it out. What matters is that this is not going to be an easy journey. It's going to be a hard journey and I can do hard things. That is what matters. And so I want you to take whatever story you're telling, which could be totally true. Like it's totally true that my insulin resistance has always played a major factor in, in it being harder for me to lose weight from the time I was a teenager on. Totally true. Take whatever story is totally true and still say to yourself, and I can do hard things. And I can figure this out. And as Marie Forleo puts it, everything is figure outable. And I was built for this. Joan of Arc said, you know, they asked Joan of Arc something about, you know, was she afraid of what she was about to do? And she said, I was built for this. I was born for this, right? So there comes a moment in your life where you have to, as you're doing these hard things, remind yourself, not only can I do this hard thing, not only will I do this hard thing, but I was built to do hard things. I was built to do them. So I'm not going to back away now just because it's getting harder. I was built for this, which means I will get through this. So once again, let's go over the five tips. Living courageously means asking yourself the question whenever you find yourself in a stuck place on anything. How long will I stay in a life that feels stuck? How long am I willing to do that? 
And five tips to change a life you feel stuck in. Tip number one, get crystal clear on what you want, how you want to feel, and what will be required to get there. Tip number two, stop accepting what is unacceptable. It's not fine. It's not okay. It's not all is well. If it is unacceptable, call it unacceptable. Tip number three, then create a transformation plan to change it. Tip number four, follow through on your plan. So the transformation plan, Friday through Sunday, create it. Monday, start following through on your plan. And tip number five, remind yourself that you can do hard things because you were built for it. You were built to do hard things. You were built to overcome obstacles. You were built to be more of who you are. Those are facts. Those are not feelings. Those are facts. You were built for this. So then do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of She Wins the Show. Share this with someone you know could really be inspired and helped by this. Um, as I said earlier, we are all stuck in different spots at any given moment in time. So stuckness is not a weakness and st- stuckness is a part of the human experience. This is not about shaming yourself because you're stuck. This is about embracing what the stuckness is here to teach you and getting beyond it because you were built to do hard things. That is the point. All right, everybody. I will talk to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 